Can you see the divinity within everyone? That is the invitation of my guest, Rebecca Brown, on today's show. Welcome to Love featuring your host, Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Jane Donovan. And in today's episode, I discuss the changing face of beauty what beauty is to different people, and how the body positive movement is changing our views and helping us to create greater self-love. I am joined by Rebecca Brown from Soul to Soul Healing and Teaching, and also I share with you some of the Love Life Tribe's views on what beauty is. So beautiful, Rebecca, I'm fascinated by this movement that I'm starting to see occur all over the internet about this thing called body positive. And so I wondered, what's your take on this whole body positive movement? Well, Jane, I feel that we're starting to move out of the stereotypes of body. And, you know, we've always been under the illusion that if you're, you know, really slim and fit and toned, that you're going to be happy. And I think people are realizing that that is an illusion and it's not necessarily going to make you happy. It could. <laughs> it could be part of it, but it's not necessarily just focusing on your body only on the external body and what you look like is going to make you happy. And really, I think a lot of that sort of um, energy or focus is coming from the ego oh. and look good and be accepted by others. So I think it's all shifting where, you know, if everything's shifting to where we come from the inside out. And so really, if we're happy on the inside, it really doesn't matter what body shape we're in, our body will fall to its natural state. And, um, and when we're happy from the inside, that's what makes a difference. So we're starting to see all these different bodies coming forward, saying, let's love ourselves anyway, regardless, because we are love. And so it's time for that I guess, um, energy to come through in regards to how we manage our bodies in this life. Well, you know, I just want to go, hallelujah. Me too. Very excited (laughs) by this movement. Okay, I've got to share with our listeners now, you got two curvy, busty, hippie, rolls of tummies and all sorts of things going on, girls talking to you now. So Beck and I are uh, size 16 for Beck and I think size 18 for me. Is that right? We're sharing that we're the curvy girls. Yes, that's right. I've been the size 8 dancer. I've been the size 12, perfect, 36, 24, 36. I've been the size 18. I've been gone back down to the 10. I've been at all. In fact, at one point I was joking about how I had a wardrobe of clothes that literally went from size 10 up to 18 and back down again as I fluctuated. And I, it, none of it ever bought me happiness. It bought me different things. And I found it quite fascinating to see that when I did lose weight and I felt really happy with my external appearance, I found myself being really validated by it and I actually moved into a shallower way of being mm. that didn't bring me joy. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't filling my soul. And the effort that it took for me to stay that the, th- the things that I had to do to remain that size on an exercise level, it bored me. I had no desire to do that. And even though I was a past dancer and choreographer, 
I'm not into that anymore. I'm, I'm the thinking person, the feeling person now. And so I had to really get comfortable with where am I at and what do I think about image and do I care? And I think they're big questions. What do you feel about image? So self-image for me has been such a vehicle for soul growth. It has been a major theme on my journey and something that I've been exploring very deeply in the last couple of months as I really let go of the last, I guess, say, blocks around thinking that my self-image, that my body is who I am. My body is not who I am. And that's what I want to really, if people can just sit there for a moment and really feel that I am not my body. And for years and years, it's been a massive learning for me. I felt that I was my body and I sought the validation from the external world because I thought that I was my body. And, um, you know, on some deep level, <laughs> I, knew, I knew the concepts, but on some deep level, I identified with my body. And, um, and so I forced my body into so many different diets and, and um, exercise programs and so forth that never felt joyful. You know, they weren't aligned with who I am. And so for me, the last year or so, I've sort of let go of all those external uh, truths, you could say, of what's good for you, what's right for you, and so forth, and come back to my true essence and leading the way that I view and um, work with my body from the inside out, from my wholeness, from who I really am. And that's challenging at times, Jane, because there's so much information out there. There's so much information. You know, something's, you know, good for you in this diet, then it's bad for you in that diet. And then you should exercise this amount of time. You should do, you know, interval training. And there's so much information out there. Actually, I was conflicting, isn't it? So much is conflicting. I was going crazy with it, and actually, I did see a food a food um, dietitian, and she said to me, "You have diet burnout." It's actually a term. Wow! That in the industry now, they're calling it diet burnout when people have done so many diets and they just don't work. And actually, there's statistics and studies show that only it's like 002 percent of diets work for a year or more, so they have. It's always the longevity thing, isn't it, you know, and I've done so many different things over the years and very little lasts permanent that I feel like my body changes shape to teach me whatever lesson it is that I'm meant to be learning at that time and the challenges that come with that I find extraordinary. For example, when I have a very, I'll say my natural figure, which is if I look at my family history and where I was, it actually was quite a size 12, quite a curvy but very healthy-looking body by what we perceive as healthy, and that is a perception. I found that I would get a lot of male attention, mm-hmm. and that brought up so much for me. So I had to learn about my sense of self-worth there, of holding my own power, of changing thoughts of, oh, men are only interested in sexual uh, in me for sexual reasons, you know, it really was incredibly healing to have all of this internal dialogue flared up or flagged up at me as I'm in that particular body shape. And then when I was a larger body shape and teaching about emotional health, I remember being incredibly triggered 
by I was sharing the stage with somebody and not at the same time, but at the same kind of, um, you know, like a day thing where you've got a seminar thing where you've got different speakers presenting. And I remember somebody saying, uh, fat people are lazy. And I went, oh, wow, that super triggered me. But it had me go down the thought process of, well, why is it that I don't give more focus onto exercising or um, doing the things that I should or could be doing to have a healthier body weight? And I felt that as an empath and a highly sensitive person that I was spending my day focusing very much in the now moment on balancing my happiness in the now, that the long-term plans just didn't have room in my life to even be considered. Do you relate to any of that? Yes, I certainly do. I think it's, it is about focusing on your soul now, focusing on the inner and letting in the now exactly what you say um, and letting go of all of that external validation, letting go of, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks of the big three. He talks about body, time and environment that actually those three things, we are super attached to them because they validate who we think we are. So it sounds like you've been letting go of those three things of environment, body and time. And that's, you know, one of the keys to self-realization is detaching from those things to determine who we think we are and go into who we really are. And, you know, we're in the new sh- the shift. Uh, we're in a number one global year now, the start of a new cycle. Yes, and exciting I'm- times and I'm feeling it everywhere. <laughs> Oh, amazing great energies from you know when the calendar clicked over to 2017 and everything's really encouraging us to um to start from the inside out and not detach not attached to these external things to validate us and what i love about this body positive um movement that we're seeing not i haven't read a lot about it but i've seen a few different posts and thought yeah i really like this of you know really loving your body as it is today and finding no fault with it. And what I find exciting about this is, as you said earlier, we're seeing all sorts of shapes being presented now as the beautiful human form. And I feel for people that often are just starting on their path of self-development, of self-growth, self-love, it's exciting for them to see at a starting level that their shaped body is considered beautiful by people that are supporting this body positive movement. I've often joked in the past and said, well, you know, if it was a couple of thousand years ago or even a couple of hundred years ago, I would have been worshipped as a goddess with my shape figure. (laughs) And so to be able to have people to start to accept their personal body and the image that perhaps they have been forced to accept and see it as a positive is a really beautiful starting point, isn't it? I agree. I mean, imagine you know, the young children of the world growing up with that energy, you know, with that understanding that they are not their bodies and, you know, that's not a focus for them. Of course, you know, you go for good health and you listen You listen to your own inner voice basically of what foods you need. You know, you might. I remember um, one of the Hay House speakers, uh, Robert Holden, once saying every time that he did a, uh, one of the Hay House presentations, you know, where he's on stage for a couple of hours, he needed to, he went, would go back to his hotel and he'd order a big block of butter. Right. 
everyone was like, oh, because what have we been told about butter? Oh, no, it's terrible. And um, because butter has vitamin K and because he was channeling so much and, you know, using a lot of that particular energy, he would just have tons and tons of butter and it always helped him. So you know, you've really your own inner body. So I think it's time for people through this body, body positive movement to love themselves and to listen to what's right for them. It is so about listening to their individual body, isn't it? Because I know that when I've had a lot of, if I've had a day with a really high number of back-to-back clients of coaching where it's been a lot of energy out, salt and grease grounds me, brings me back into me very, very fast. And I just have a feeling that it's just not doing the bad stuff that everybody says it does to my body. I just feel like it's, no, it's bringing me right now into a beautiful place of peace and happiness and balance. How can that possibly be wrong? The truth is when you are aligned with your soul, your body will be naturally healthy. And I think what we have to change our perception around is what a healthy body looks like because we are so brainwashed to believe that a healthy body is something between a size six and uh, sorry, size eight and size 10 women's size. Talking Mm. women, not sure what the equivalent in the man man is. Um, But we actually believe that's what a healthy body looks like. And that's just not true. Oh, you see people all the time and, and, you know, we're not trying here, Dean, to talk ourselves out of, you know, that... Oh, I've done that before. Looking, ...not looking <laughs> up for ourselves. This is true. So obviously there are, you know, um, slim people that have heart attacks, that have cancer, that have all of that, and they're also fat people because basically what's happening with them is they're not aligned with who they are. That's why disease manifests and you can look at any metaphysical dictionary and see the metaphysical causes of disease. So your body will only be out of balance and experience disease when we're not aligned with who we are or there's, as you say, some teaching vibration to come in to serve us on our journey. So really we can't look to any more body size to determine good health or success or happiness. We have to change the paradigm. And this is what the body positive movement is, I think, attempting to do is to change the paradigm. And I really encourage people to really look at when they do see someone, particularly, you know, you might even start with the more extreme, see someone who's morbidly obese, what do you feel about them? What are you what are your judgments about them? Are you seeing their essence? As we shift into this new cycle and we want to come into unity consciousness, we need to see the essence in everybody that we meet. We see their their divinity, whether it's someone who has cut you off in traffic, whether it's someone who is really obese, whether it's someone who's really slim. You know, I sometimes notice that I had judgment around all those um, Mr. and Miss Universe, um, you know, the muscle men yes, and yes. women who do the extreme I had judgment around and then my husband was just recently showing me pictures and I was like, ooh, I could notice my judgments and I realized that I that they're divine beings and well as well. So mm. it's time for us to see the divinity in everyone, regardless of how they're externally presenting. And that's that's mastery. It that's is mastery, isn't it? Absolutely. And yeah. we are seeing, of course, more of more of this. And when I find that the judgments that I've had in the past have been released and I am no longer seeing that judgment but seeing the essence of the person I feel so good about who I am as a person 
versus when I do judge, you know, the, and, and I guess the typical judgment is always to make yourself feel better. So if I'm feeling that I shouldn't be carrying the weight that I am carrying, I need to change my language on that. I've still got some work to go, a long way to go. Um, however, if I see somebody that let's say is morbid, morbidly obese, I would look at them and perhaps I would think, oh, well, at least I'm not that bad. And that mm-hmm. makes me feel better. It justifies where I'm at. So the judgment works initially, but it really is the flag post of the, our own thoughts of ourselves. So as I That's became right. happier and accepting of who I am with my curves and lumps and bumps and rolls and whatever, as I became happier with that, I found that I was seeing more of the essence of others. And that is the incentive when you do that and you feel beautiful about yourself. It's the incentive to keep going. And to drop the judgment, because every time I do the judgment thing, and I've been the judgiest judgy person ever in the history of the planet, probably, at different times in my life. But as I have learned to let go of one judgment at a time and heal it and own it within myself, and you feel better because that judgment, in the moment I might feel better, but not long after, I'm actually going to feel like crap. I'm going to feel really bad about myself. You judge yourself for judging. <laughs> That's right, exactly. So then starts the negative voice in the head that says, oh, God, look at you just being a bitch again, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, that's not who I want to be. So as I feel good about seeing the essence of another, it gives me that incentive to keep going, keep looking at what you're being triggered by with judgment. And I think that the body being in different forms is such a gift for us to learn those judgments and those lessons. It is a gorgeous signpost to what needs still to be healed within us. So I'm very grateful for my body with all its different shapes and forms that it's taken over the years to teach me that about myself. Exactly. And I feel as well that's why I've had to get bigger was because I, just as you started out today, with I felt that I just lived like fed off you know my existence was fed off all that external validation so for me I've had to get bigger and and really I've just recently gone down from an 18 you know that was the biggest size I've ever been to a 16 and I feel like I'm on my way down because I've really let go of that attachment to self-image but I feel like that was the biggest lesson on my journey Um, of course learning to love yourself and all of that but it was the attachment to self-image that I feel was a really big part of the journey for me and what you're saying with the judgment, Jane, it makes us feel bad because it creates separation and separation is in our true nature. Unity is, oneness is, that's our true nature. So when we open to see, you know, the divinity, in, you know, the true essence of other people, it opens up more beautiful connections, whether it's, you know, a conscious connection or an unconscious connection, it doesn't matter. It starts to feed our soul with what we truly want, which is oneness. That's what we're truly here to be is that energy. So start seeing other people's essence and feeding your soul with the right fuel of love and oneness. It's beautiful. Mm, Well, that commitment to wanting to be heart-centered and see the essence of everybody is such a beautiful way of being that why would you want to be anything else if you were given a choice? If you could wave a wand and say, get rid of all of my judgy judgies or get rid of all of my triggers or get rid of all of my fears and let me just be love. Ah, oh, heaven, <laughs> heaven. But I had to, I've just got to share with you that when you just shared that you went, have um, recently just dropped a dress size from an 18 to a 16, do you know in that moment I wanted to actually interrupt and go, well done, congratulations. 
And then I thought, oh, my goodness, Jane, stop it. Stop it now. We don't care. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It is just what it is. It's a, and, and I was about to pour energy into affirming that losing weight is a good thing and that it's everyone's goal to go to whatever that's ideal size 10 or 12 or whatever eight it is, whatever, whatever. But isn't that funny that I instantly wanted to congratulate you? That's beautiful, though, because that's showing up, I think, you know, through you for all of us have so much um, indoctrination around that from I remember when I was a little girl standing in front, I mean, in my mother's bedroom and she was standing in front of the mirror and she was a size, I'd say, 10 to 12 um, and she was pinching all the fat and she was, you know, I could feel her vibes were self-hatred and saying all these things. Mm -hmm. And then obviously when people lose weight, they go on diets, we're like, well done and all of that type of thing. So that starts from when we're little, little children. It's really pummeled into us basically. It does. I was very lucky. I had a grandmother and a mother who both complained about their size of their thighs and I had the same figure as them. And I found myself in teenage years starting to do the same thing. And yet my mother was a model. She had this, oh, here I go again. She had this amazing figure. So it's so ingrained in us to change our language and say, my mother had a figure that at the time was very much admired by a lot of people. Whereas what we need to do is start changing that to be admiring all sorts of different figures. However, Mm. I made a decision that when I gave birth to my first child, so I've got two daughters, when I gave birth to my first daughter, I made a conscious decision that from that point forward, she was never going to hear me shame my body, ever. Now, she's 17 and my youngest is 15, and they've never heard it. I have talked about wanting to get healthier at different points. I have never talked about if I've put weight on or lost. And I'm happy to say that at this point... Both are not showing too much concern about it. There's there's typical teenage concern because, you know, they're bombarded by everything else in yeah. their world. However, I can't see any repeat pattern of what I was doing, my mother was doing, and my grandmother was doing. So I'm kind of doing a bit of a pat on the back at the moment going, I think I've broken the cycle. I think. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's amazing. Well done to you. Well, I was just very lucky that I actually came across somebody, I can't even remember who it is, but somebody I had a conversation with when I was thinking about, you know, starting to, um, my husband and I were thinking about trying to uh, try for a family. And they said, you know, there's a lot of things that you've got to try and break the, the consciousness of. And so that was that start of conscious parenting, which I wasn't to start with in a lot of areas, but I was in this particular area. So it's possible to break those cycles. I've also had another interesting challenge recently that I wonder if you identify with, and that is about image. So anybody who actually really is in my inner world knows that I don't do hair, makeup, um, beautiful clothes. I don't do dress up. I'm happiest in tracksuit, t-shirt, hair in a ponytail, and I'm happiest when I'm thinking about things or feeling things or recording podcasts or coaching clients or creating course content. So that's when I'm happiest. And also, of course, engaging with beautiful, rich, deep friendships with family and friends. However, when you go to podcast and when you get asked to do different media things and whatever, they ask for headshots all the time. They ask for bios. Now, I'm fine <laughs> with the bio, but the headshot, it's like, I just want an authentic one. I don't want this 
here she is looking the best that she possibly can be. Mm. And I'm really struggling to come up with an image that can be used that depicts my authenticity and my vulnerability. And so I ended up deciding that I'm just going to go down the beach and I'm going to go nude and I'm going to sit cross-legged with a gorgeous piece of driftwood saying, everything has beauty, not everyone sees it (laughs) across my breasts. Because I don't know how how to portray who I feel now versus how I wanted to be portrayed when I was wearing different hats at different points in my life. Do you find the same thing happening when you've got to submit stuff like that? Yes, I think because we're in such a world where image is the focus. But I think um, what you can do is ask your team, your angels and guides and so forth, to help you find a means, um, whether it be doing it yourself or whether it be a photographer, who captures your essence on film. The photos I've got... um, the photographer I used I knew had known for a long time and, and was very sort of soul aligned and and so forth. And I felt like he was able to capture my essence. So that's what you want to aim for is is some way, and that could be for you, you might be here to do those sort of really raw shots or it could be with um, the hair and the makeup and so forth, but you can still do it in a way. And that's why now like I went through a stage for a while as well where I – really let go of all the makeup and so forth. And actually for a little while, this is a few years ago now, I judged it. I sort of really judged it. Oh, we don't need those things to be beautiful and all of that. And um, and I've realized now we can still do all of that stuff, but it's from a self-honoring place. And makeup and hair and fashion is a way for people to be creative often. And some people, they really love it. They have a career in fashion and so forth. Well, I did love it. I used to be a choreographer for a lot of the uh, leading fashion designers for many years. And, you know, as a dancer, hair and makeup was such a fun way of creating different images and and portraying different characters. And it's a lot of fun. So I'm certainly not anti it. I just don't care about it at the moment. But I wanted to bring this up because I realised, you know, so many of our listeners – They've all got profiles. They've, you know, many of them are teachers, healers, leaders. They've got their own image. They've got their Instagram accounts. They've got Facebook. They've got whatever going on, YouTube clips, all of that stuff. And constantly it's about, well, how do I wish to portray myself? How do I wish people to perceive me? And mm. it's, it's, it's a hard thing to do and want to be as open and as authentic as possible while not wanting to be judged and perceived as something you're not. Mm. I think um, yeah, it was funny because I was going to raise this as well. I felt, felt it was an important message to get across. But as soon as you start to ask those questions, how am I perceived, um, you know, what will people think of me? You're in ego. Yes. So I feel like the listeners of this community are here to actually shift beyond that and actually just aim to be their natural self so I would even let go of asking those questions that's what I feel and it's just again okay what am I inspired what feels joyful for me so for you at the moment Jane it is just being really raw and like really natural so that's what's joyful for you because you know remember in wholeness there's a big picture in place so you're obviously here to serve in that way in this moment and to be that and to show that you don't need all those bells and whistles you know so follow your joy and present yourself how you feel naturally inspired to do rather than you know looking at 
market research or looking at your competitors and so forth, that all comes from the ego. Mm. The soul does not seek in any way, shape or form to validate itself. Beautiful. So moving on to somebody who has a body that they've, let's go down the strong path, they've hated their whole life. They've despised it. They've abused it. They've disowned it. How can they start to really own it and love it? I, I love this saying that I, I don't know where I saw this, whether it was an Instagram, so I can't give credit to it. I don't know who it was that posted it. But I love this saying, there is nothing wrong with your body. There never was and there never will be. Exactly. The, the truth is that we all are whole and complete, Jane. Mm-hmm. That's our natural energy, our natural state. We've just been born into a world under the illusion of separation. Now that's ended. We've shifted into a new age and we're returning back to the knowing that we are whole and complete. So you can start to work with that, that inner, you know, it really comes from the inside. So if I was in that space, which I actually was <laughs> in that space, you start to do the inner work on the beliefs, on the emotions and so forth that um, keep fueling that state of being, that self-hatred and self-loathing. So you need to start with the inner work. You can, you know, do, and I'm sure many people like I did who had the self-hatred of their bodies tried from the outside in, as we talked about, Jane, trying all the diets, trying all the exercise programs, but it wasn't until I started from the inside out looking at all the beliefs and the beliefs that we talked, like we talked about, coming down through the line of our mothers and grandmothers, coming down through the feminine woundings. There's so much there. We need to clear and release those so they're not continually playing out into our reality. I also love the little simple tool of appreciation of each part of your body. So yes. it can be, you know, I'll just look at what am I looking at my hands. Okay, so somebody might say, oh, my hands, they've got really fat and all my rings are tight around or whatever. It's look at my amazing hands. Watch them function as they grab a pen and write or as they speed over a keyboard typing or as they have the ability to heal another person or they can give a massage to someone or they can comfort that we start to have that appreciation or rubbing my belly in the shower and going oh my gosh this belly is amazing it gave birth to two really large beautiful babies and and was home for them and nurtured them and provided for them so beautifully for so long you know if we start breaking down the individual parts of our body I think that can be a nice way to just gently Mm. start acceptance through appreciation of what it functioning does i think so so appreciation is such a powerful powerful vibration also i was feeling that you know for people in that space to move which starts i think with things like appreciation and healing that we've already talked about but move into what brings them joy because as you find more joy in your life, that means joy is natu- a, nat- a feeling that shows you are in alignment with your soul. So as you move into what brings you joy, so it might be even starting things like, you know, an exercise program that's in your joy. It might be bringing a new hobby in or it might be connecting with some people that bring you joy or changing your jobs to a more joyful job. When we are in alignment with who we are through that joy energy, that's how we know then we are going to naturally move into greater states of, you know, um, self-love, basically. You reminded me of, you've just said this beautiful, beautiful piece, and I'm going to bring it to something really basic and simplistic. However, I remember 
just over 12 months ago, the colouring in craze started, mm. adult colouring in, you know, for relaxation, peacefulness, harmony, etc. And I was talking to a lady, I, I actually produced some Christmas cards that were for colouring in and just a little side project that I had fun doing. And I was talking to a lady in uh, one of the big bookshop uh, chains who was stocking our product. And she said, it's fascinating how many people have come in to buy more colouring in books from her and said that they've actually changed their eating habits or they've stopped smoking as much or they're not drinking as much alcohol because they're colouring in and they're in their happiness. And it's the habits that they had or the routine habits were being broken by something that they were physically doing that they really enjoyed. And I just thought that was a little simple example that supported you sharing, really find your joy, get into your happy mm. place. And, and things shift so much with that, don't they? That's right, because that's when we do things like comfort eat and try and soothe ourselves because we're not in alignment with who we are. So we look to those external substances to um, keep us happy. But, you know, and often if people feel that they have, for instance, a sugar addiction, you know, then sugar is actually a metaphor in metaphysics for joy. When we have issues with sugar then um, we are actually craving more joy in our lives. And I really love Doreen Virtue's book. She's got a book called Constant Craving, and it actually goes through different foods that you um, might crave, obviously, constant cravings, and it shows you maybe what the underlying belief systems are. So she says if you crave a lot of crunchy foods, for instance, like crisps, chips, then you uh, usually have some anger that's built up within you. I'm having yeah, a moment you... because I used to eat crunchy potato chips all the time through my <laughs> early, late teens, early 20s. And, mm. yeah, was angry. Absolutely. Lots mm. of suppressed anger going on there. <laughs> and <laughs> so that book's Doreen Virtue. What's it called? Sorry. It's called Constant Cravings. I'm just looking at it on my bookshelf here. Yeah, and I'm going to get the uh, – I'll put the link up in the show notes because I think that book would be fascinating because yeah. I'm a big fan of Anoon, um, sorry, Annette Noontill's book, oh, yeah. The Body is the Barometer of the Soul, for yeah. looking up different ailments and, and, you know, what's the emotional cause to it. Um, and our body is constantly talking to us, isn't it? It's one of the most fascinating dialogues when you open up to listening. It's incredible, the wisdom that comes through from our bodies. I wanted to also touch on, you shared with me in a conversation we had prior about a movement of a photographer that is having people mm. take photos of their various body parts. Do you want to share yeah. a bit about that? Because I love the concept. Yes, I'd love to. I was hoping that we could would have a chance to talk about that. She's a lady in Canada called Vivian McMaster. So you can Google her, Vivian McMaster Photography. I'm sure Google will sort out the spelling for you. I'll pop the show link up too. Oh, great. Excellent. And she um, start, she's a photographer, obviously, started a movement around people wanting to love themselves that I think arose from this whole body positivity movement. And she has a program. Um, I just started off with the 10-day um, short program, introductory program that's sort of self-guided. And you take selfies of all different body parts, but through different, like you take photos of your own shadow, you take photos like a selfie of yourself um, 
looking like a reflection in a mirror or it could be a bowl or something like that. There's all different um, taking photos, looking down at your feet or your shoes, taking photos of just your hands, like maybe picking a flower or something like that. And it's all through the lens of appreciating your body in different ways and the magnificence of it and how it engages with the world. It helps us to be here, to be human. You know, that's what I would say. We can't, as a soul, we can't hug one another. We don't hug. We energetically merge our energies and feel a nice sense, of course, but that physical touch of hugging is um, something we can only do in a body so we can really appreciate our bodies. And I know that Vivian has a a deeper course, which starts on something like February, it was Valentine's Day actually, it starts. <laughs> right, beautiful. Yeah, and I'm going to sign up for that as well. It's something, be your own beloved, something like that. And beautiful. that's what it's all about is loving yourself. So I thought that was a great, really modern way as well to start to bring that energy of love to yourself in your own unique way and owning your uniqueness We all are these amazing, unique beings, and we're not here to be carbon copies of each other. And I think at times a lot of the, you know, the the body image stuff that's out there is trying to put us into carbon copies. I often watch, you know, um, TV, Hollywood shows and so forth, and a lot of people are having all that plastic surgery, but they're all starting to look the same. Yes. Because they're all like they obviously say, I want this nose. And because there's an ideal nose and there's an ideal eyes and there's an ideal width for cheekbones and all of that sort of stuff. And they're all starting to become carbon copies. And we're not here to be carbon copies. We're here to be our own unique, special vibration that we are. I'm just thinking also, we've got the lovely private Facebook group that the Love Life Triber are all in. And I'm wondering if some of our listeners want to want to join me and, and perhaps you, if you wish, is uh, to join us with the... Vivian McMaster's photography, the, the short course, and we might get bold and brave and share our photos with each other in that private group. Yeah, that sounds amazing because I think anything, doing it in a group is really powerful and we all support each other. Yes, absolutely. We do, as we, as we start to shed our layers and we become more vulnerable, there, is, there are moments through the journey of coming to self-love that we do need external validation as we tread into a new arena to feel help us to feel safe. And I know that's, you know, ego playing out, et cetera. However, it still seems to be an important part of progressing forward, doesn't it? Yes, yes. I think though what I'm feeling in this moment is that we let's validate our, ourselves from who we are, not what we are on the outside so we can still validate but you can validate someone's essence and their energy yes and you know say nice things but it's with a different underlying intention yes well actually I made a commitment recently because you know I host these social uh, events for single people and uh, and I make it a point to always pay a genuine compliment to each person as I meet them and sometimes you know if you've got a room of 100 people that's a lot of people to get around and say something nice too Mm. however I would find myself sometimes saying oh my goodness that dress is amazing I love it now 
for many people, I know that at that moment I was connecting with their energy and I know that I was giving them what they wanted to hear that was going to empower them in that moment to feel good about themselves and to be able to step forward confidently in the arena of being a single person wanting to meet other people. There's a lot of vulnerabilities there. However, more recently, what I've been trying to do is not use the physical, not comment on anything about the physical and make the compliment more about maybe how they make me feel or how uh, what it is I see within them. It might be that you're radiating happiness or um, it just feels so calming to be in your presence, you know, things like that instead of the obvious because compliments are so often, oh, you've got a new hairdo, that's gorgeous. Oh, love your nails. Where did you get them done? And that again is a habit. And while the intent is beautiful to connect with another and say something nice and kind and genuine, it's still just perpetuating this validation of this physical whatever. That so, But I have actually found it quite hard to not slip into that, you know. So, my, so automatic, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm having to work harder on finding my lines, like your little cocktail lines that are genuine and are real, but I'm needing to expand more on seeing that beauty within and mm. how I can complement that without yeah. it sounding like I'm saying the same thing to every person and it's not genuine. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really powerful, Jane. I think that would be wonderful for, you know, if all the people listening to this could make that commitment of, you know, uplifting somebody through noticing, you know, their amazingness from the inside out and seeing the beauty within imagine if everyone listening to this started doing that well actually i'm going to start the movement i agree rebecca i think that's amazing Mm. so i'm going to start Mm. the challenge i'm going to suggest that people put some sort of selfie up in the private facebook group bearing in mind nobody has access to that except those that are listeners of love life and then we're going to ask each other to post comments of the beautiful essence of the person, of what it is each individual sees underneath. Mm. And I think that is going to just feel like love times 1,000%. I actually just saw, as you said the words, I got a charge on um, when we could hashtag see the beauty within. I mean, it might even exist already, but I just saw that hashtag see the beauty within. All right, we're doing it. Regardless of whether it exists or not, we're doing it. See the beauty within. I love it. I love it. Well, my little Facebook, um, you know, cover thing that you have is not everyone sees beauty. Uh, Everything has or is beauty. Not everyone sees it. Um, And I've had that forever. That's been my little thing on Facebook for probably about, I don't know, seven, eight. I don't know how long it's been going. Ten years, whatever. Um, But I still love that saying, and it's a very similar one to see the beauty within. So let's start Mm. our own little hashtag movement. Hey, Rebecca, we'll get (laughs) this happening. And those of you that feel comfortable to do so, I really encourage you to jump into our private Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash love life show. And then you put in a request. It's pinned to the top of that page. Put a request in to join our private group. And it is such a nurturing and loving environment that you're just going to feel gorgeous about yourself and you're going to feel gorgeous about everybody that's in there. So who doesn't want more of that in their life? That's right. We all need that. We all need to be uplifted. And um, I just saw a really funny image, though, to even challenge people even more is I felt I could see myself putting a photo up of me really angry, looking really angry, and then put see the beauty within. Oh, 
challenging. All right, you know, Rebecca. Nice, smile, look cute and all of that. And it's, you know, a much easier um, way to see, you know, it's easier for, for people in that space to see the beauty within. But the, the deeper place, and I know some people in this community are really ready to hear this, is to see the beauty within someone that's that has harmed you. See the beauty within someone that's, angry see the beauty within a child having a tantrum or your your you know teenager that's driving you crazy see the beauty within everything and everyone and that is a even deeper level of the challenge you could say stage two of the challenge for those that are ready for that oh I just got goosebumps I love it I love it and it reminded me of you know how people have a resting face And some people have a resting face that's very kind or angelic or sweet or pretty or any of those softer, gentle, lovely things. But some people have resting faces that are a bit scary. And I know I spend a lot of time contemplating life. Mm. And so I have a very serious resting face. And sometimes I, I catch myself, you know, when you catch like in the corner of, a side mirror of a car or something and you catch your reflection of when you're in that moment and I think oh do I look like a crabby person because I'm not a crabby person (laughs) it's quite fascinating all right so let's I'll rise to that I will put up a photo I'll put up a photo of me in contemplation and see yeah. if it does look like it's mean. <laughs> yes. I'm going to put up an angry or a, like a judgmental face or something like that when I'm really not happy. It might, might, yeah. Oh, that is yeah. clever. So gorgeous, Rebecca. Any parting words that you want to share about the body positive movement? I do actually. There was just one piece that I, I really felt guided to share that I um, for the community is – I feel like a lot of the time our body image or our body shape can inhibit people from stepping into, you know, who they really are, their calling. So perhaps they do want to be a healer, a light worker, um, you know, they want to be get up on stage and speak, you know, they want, want to do whatever their purpose work is. And a lot of the time I just see so many people who say, I'll do it when I lose weight. I'll do it when I can't be a you know a coach or help people or be this powerful messenger in the world when I look so terrible you know you just hear that all the time do you hear that Jane that oh sort of, I've experienced yeah. that yeah I can remember too. being invited to speak at the wellness couch back in about four years ago and I knew that I was surrounded by what we then prior to this conversation perceived as being you know the, the perfect healthy physical specimens and there were about 10 or 12 speakers presenting that day and they all had the gorgeous glowing skin the perfect white teeth and smile the the figure that was carrying no weight and there was me and I had massive insecurities massive um so much so that I actually stopped speaking on stage for a period of time after that And I had a lot of work to do and a lot to learn. And now I'm really excited that that's just, it's just not in my vibration at all any longer. Um, However, I do have an ultimate little goal that I don't know if I'll ever get to it in this lifetime. I may, I may not. But I have this little goal of being able to one day present about love and emotional healing on a stage standing naked. Mm. 
And I feel mm-hmm. like that would be the ultimate for me personally to be able to be completely comfortable with who I am. So it's not actually about making the audience uncomfortable, although that would be a really cool exercise for them to go through, you know, like it, it's not, but it wasn't actually about that. It was actually about me was me being okay. Yeah. Can you get to that point? Yeah. So I spend time visualizing it. And I actually found that that was very healing. Just vi- actually, I think you told me to visualize that. Did I? Okay. I think you did. Yes. Years ago. <laughs> I, and I think it was after I suffered my own self-imposed negativity around showing the stage all those years ago with, what I then perceived to be the epitome of physical health. And, uh, mm. and you, yeah, so that was an interesting thing. So I so totally relate to it. But I also feel that our, our body, you know, we have to thank it for the protectiveness that it provides. Mm. That, you know, there are times that it's protecting us from a fear of our greatness, but it can also be protecting us while we are undergoing the healing that is necessary for us to heal yeah. past trauma. And, and it can be really beautiful for that. Yeah, definitely. It's an amazing, amazing thing, the body. And um, so I just want to say don't let don't let anything, you know, whether it's body or a whole other topic that many of the many topics that we can talk about stop you from being you and stepping into who you are in this world and your contribution. You know, um, there are so many different, you know, what if or I should do this and so forth. We don't need any of that. Just be you and have the courage to step forward. So don't let anything hold you back. Remember, you are whole and complete already. You exist as that and you just need to open to that really is what it's all about and um, and let the world see you. I think that's a beautiful way to end this conversation. Thank you so much for your wisdom, Rebecca Divine. And I look forward to seeing your angry face posted up on our Facebook tribe. I have to walk the talk because I teach so much about honouring our shadow and, um, and you know, so it's not all about bliss and love and all of that. It's about really accepting all those other emotions. So I'll have to walk the talk now. <laughs> I am more than happy to join you. We're going to get that hashtag, see the beauty within going, and we'll have some fun with this off off the show, so online off the show. Is that right? After the show. And let's, After the show. Like, let's talk to everyone. Let's change this paradigm, people. You know, it's no longer the body focus. We are beautiful, amazing beings for who we are regardless of the external. So let's, let's be that now. Let's be the change that we want to see. Following on with our gorgeous hashtag of See the Beauty Within, I've asked a few of the Love Life tribe, what is beauty? Beauty is the never-ending, unfolding process of living and discovering parts of ourselves that are ugly, that we can learn to appreciate and love, and we can see the ugliness in others and then recognise that that too is in with us, recognising beauty in everything around us and everyone around us that also exists in us. So it's a process. I feel like it's, it's a process. It's not just a, a thing. An unfolding life event. It happens from the moment we take our first breath and open our eyes for the first time. We see it in others. We're witnessing birth. We're, we're birthed and seeing beauty. Uh, and it just is, it, and it's just like it's going to change every step of the way. 
what beauty means. So I think beauty to me is um, two things. It's happiness and being yourself. So, um, you know, there's that old saying of um, positive thoughts shine out of your face like sunbeams. Like you can see when somebody's happy and um, living in their in their own way and their authentic um, way. And I think that's what beauty is. Like it doesn't matter if you're skinny or or you know you've got brown hair or blonde hair I think if you are around someone with a high energy you just you just love them and you just think they're beautiful and some of the most beautiful people I know just have that um, that energy and that charisma around them and they're just um, you know a joy to be around so I think that's what I would define as beauty I feel that beauty is something that exists in moments I think it's when people are completely authentic and it's such an authentic form of expression and it's going to be different for everybody I think it's something that reflects an aspect of human nature that resonates with the person observing it um, and I think as a general rule love and I suppose coming from a heart space is where you can acknowledge beauty so can you give me an example of a time that you've really just stopped in that moment and went, oh, that's just taken my breath away? I was thinking about this earlier and I remember not that long ago just walking through one of the shopping centres near where I live and I saw an elderly couple getting out of their car and um, the gentleman kind of clambered out. It was very difficult for him to get out of the car, and he came around the other side of the car, opened the car door for his wife, and just I could sense that level of care and that love, and it was so difficult for the two of them, I assume, to make the trip out to the shops because they were both so immobile, and it really just stopped me in my tracks, and I just thought, wow, like, this is such a beautiful, beautiful thing to observe. I guess for me, beauty is a feeling. It's an emotion. It brings up something inside of me that's joy, it's happy. So I, I believe that beauty comes from within. If it's an emotion, it comes from your heart. So if, if you don't have a happy heart, it's going to be pretty hard to see beautiful things. And um, I've found that when my heart is in a beautiful place. I see a lot more beauty out there in the world as well. When I think about the word beauty, the first thing that comes to my mind is nature. I just see green, lush, beautiful, you know, beautiful um, place in nature. And when I think about nature, I think about nature is beautiful and natural beauty is perfect. So I relate that to uh um, women, the other thing that comes to mind is women that um, are passionate about their natural beauty. When I see all the women, they have the little bits of fine lines. I can see that they look after themselves, but they don't get themselves full of, you know, gold box, whatever it is that people do these days, which is fine, but they're like, they're older, but naturally beautiful. I find that so beautiful, and I look forward to being older and looking like that one day uh, when I'm older rather than fighting again beauty of nature. Beauty is not something, Jane, it's something I've learned through through the last 20 years of my development in, in, 
in in the in, in my world of my own quietness, and it's not. So I don't believe beauty is something that can be seen. I think beauty is something of the soul. Um, a person can be very normal in their appearance and their looks. Yes. And can be less or can be less than normal in their appearance and looks. But here I show that can be beautiful just because they've got just a beautiful soul. So beauty for me is something that lives on the inside of a person, in within, and radiates a beautiful, warm, loving energy that you feel like you do. Oh, oh, thank you so much. What you do, you're the perfect example. It it is. it, It is. It's not a word that really, it's another loaded term, you know. Beauty in the artificial sense is an exterior mode. And that's not where we're going with this. We need to be honest with each other. So where we're going with beauty is it's, it's, it's an energy. It, and so it's an energy. So it is something that, you know, it's an interaction. And it's something with me that is felt when I'm engaging in a circle with a person, you know, there's a direct energy. And I see, you know, there's, there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's an energy that takes place in every interaction with a person. And, you know, I say, you know, it's beauty of the soul. I see, I see beauty as, beauty that lives within. For me, I think beauty is someone who's confident in themselves and has a presence of, I am here and I am proud of being here and I'll be myself without a care in the world about what people think about me. Just the only thing that matters is what I think about myself. And I think that that is true beauty. I would love it if you joined us in our private Facebook group, The Love Life Tribe, where we'll be posting selfies and sharing comments on the beauty that we see in each other. So let's get the hashtag going, see the beauty within, and join the body positive movement. So visit facebook.com forward slash love life show and put in a request to join us in the private group. If you wish to contact Rebecca Brown, please visit soultosoul.com.au or click on the link in the show notes. Until next week, feel your beauty from the inside out. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening.